Okay. Hilchis Megillah Vachanaka, the laws of Megillah and Chanaka. Yesh Bachanon and Shem Mitzvah Sameh de Beshev and the two Mitzvah Sameh de Rabbanon. The Edom and Aminion are not part of the 613 roster because they're not biblical. We'll these mitzvahs in the following two chapters. Perak Rishon, excuse me, the following chapters. Perak Rishon, Allah Aleph. Kriyas HaMegillah, the reading of the Megillah, Bismana in its appropriate time, which we'll explain what that is shortly. It's a rabbinic positive mitzvah. It's a known thing that it's not Matera, it's a Takana of the Nevi'im. In other words, it's, it's not a mitzvah of the Nevi'im per se. A Navi tells you, go walk, you have to walk. This is not, that's not what it means over here. It means that the Sanhedrin who instituted this mitzvah was a Sanhedrin that constituted many Nevi'im. There was Zichai, Yichag, Malachi, which uh, increases the status of that Sanhedrin. That's on Sheikh Nesses Exactly. And everyone has an obligation to read the Megillah. Anashim, males, Vanashim, females, Gerim, converts, Ba'avadim, it says by you? Yeah. Yeah, okay, and freed slaves. Some say that the, that the proper gear is Avadim, because a ger and Evan Meshuchar are the same thing. Why is Avadim being redundant? And, if, and it makes sense. If a woman's obligated, an Evan who's not freed, who's partially Jewish, should also have an obligation to read the Megillah. So, okay, be doesn't make. Um, you have to educate children to read the Megillah. Even Kahanim in the Mikdash, they, they, uh, they neglect, so to speak, they stop the Avadim. They come to hear the reading of the Megillah. Now, this doesn't mean they don't do the Avedah at all. They just, if necessary to delay, they delay it. The Chaim Mavatlan Talmud Torah, you also stop learning Torah. The Shemayim to hear the reading of the Megillah. The famous question is, but learning the Megillah is also Torah, it's Tanakh. And the answer is, is that if you can learn more in depth, and you instead you decide to read the stories of Tanakh, that's Bittal Torah in quality. Quality. Therefore, that, that's the, emphasizes the importance of it's a chiddush in Mavatal Tamar to read the Megillah. So when, does, when did the Ashkenazi Gadol, whoever this is, uh, instituted? In, the, in that generation, that year it happened. Mordechai was part of the Ashkenazi Gadol. That was that, that, that Sanhedrin. That's, what, that's a, a question of it. The Sanhedrin then was in Babel, yeah. The, I mean, there were some members in Eretz Israel, I think, also. It was a collaborative effort, there was in communication. Uh, who was the leader of Eretz Israel at that time? Uh, um, uh, new uh, Kayin, the famous Kayin. Um, uh, I forgot. Dubavel? Dubavel? No. I don't remember. Okay, anyway. Um, right, exactly, exactly. If you invite the Talmud Torah to read the Megillah, you stop learning Torah to read the Megillah. For sure, any other mitzvah, you stop reading the Megillah. Every other mitzvah is displaced before reading of the Megillah. Now, this is talking about a Pasha's case where you can do the mitzvah later. If you can't do the mitzvah at all, that's another story. The Ein L'chadavr Shenidcham Mekamigillah Lafana. There's nothing else which takes precedence over the reading of Megillah. Chut Meis Mitzvah Shein Lekraven, except for a case where you have a Meis Mitzvah, someone who passed away. Very then that takes precedence over the Megillah. Shepigayel by Kraven Tchilav Acha Kraven. Again, if a person encounters a situation, he buries the person first and afterwards reads the Megillah. The person has a half hour to shkia, and he has reads a Meis Mitzvah. So he, Rabbi says, over here, if you bury the person, you can't read the Megillah. Right. If you read the Megillah now, you can bury him at night. That's another story. Okay. Base. Whether you read the Megillah yourself or you hear from somebody else reading it. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I don't want to say yes or no because yeah. the, the place can have back and forth about it. I'm saying it's a conversation. Rabbi, this case is very simple. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. There's a mess of it. So you do that first. Read the Megillah afterwards. Fine. <laughs> Whether you read the Megillah yourself or you hear of somebody else reading it. You are who provided you hear the reading of Megillah from somebody who's chayv and reading it. If you hear it from a woman who's not chayv, excuse me, you hear it from uh, uh, somebody else who's not chayv reading it, then you're not, you're not Yitzah. Um, 
Therefore, the person reading was a child who's not chayiv per se, or a shayit who's not chayiv mitzvahs because he's not mentally competent. If you hear it from him, you're not yet. There is an opinion in the Paschim that since Megillah is the Rabbanon, and Chilich is the Rabbanon, so the kid can read for an adult. I don't think we don't pass in that way. And when it comes to a woman, a woman, the Rambam is saying, you could hear from him, technically speaking, because they have an obligation as you do, but the Paschim is say that a woman's obligation is not to read the Megillah. A man has to read the Megillah. If I hear from you reading it, it's like I read it, so it's like I read it. A woman doesn't have an obligation to read the Megillah, according to the Paschim. They have an obligation to hear the reading of the Megillah. Not, not to read it. I mean, if they read it and you're hearing from the woman, that's a shaila. So that's not so posh. So these, you know, liberal orthodox congregations, or I don't want to say Crown Heights, we have a place last year, I don't know if you know there was a place where a woman read the Megillah. Wow. Okay, whatever, I shouldn't. And uh, <laughs> it's not so posh. All right, base. But, but he, 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 he omits uh, issue. Right, true. So it could be a works. I'm, I'm, it's not the, uh, all right. Gimel. I was watching, was telling me which, which halacha. Gimel. Halacha Gimel and Hilchas Megillah. Yeah. Mitzvah the Kresha Sakula, the mitzvah to read the entire Megillah, A to Z. Well, mitzvah the Kresha Blau Vim, read it by nighttime and by daytime. Two times. Now, you'll see soon that really the original, original Takana was daytime Dafka. That's more the precedence. Nighttime came a little bit later, it seems. At least it was solidified later. In the Chalai, the Kasha Kris Megillah, the, the entire nighttime is Kasha reading the Megillah, right? From sunset until. Uh, until nightfall. He said he doesn't have sound. No, until the morning. Why does he not have I'm, sound? I'm sorry, what I, oh, there's no sound over here? He said that... What, uh, what's that, what's that, I don't know. I think probably his device. I think, I think, it's, I think it's sound. No, I think it's sound. Yeah. So, the whole, the whole night's kosher from, uh, from nightfall until sunrise. Yeah, sorry, I made a mistake before. And the whole entire daytime is kosher for the daytime reading from sunrise until... Oh. Until sunset. We had a microphone last time. Remember really? That? Remember we had a microphone that we used to use? I don't know. It shouldn't make a difference though. It doesn't make sense. Okay. And you make a bro- three brachas at nighttime before reading the Megillah. These are the brachas. Baruch atah, Shem, Akil, Melchel, Masher, Kedishon, Mitzvah, Tzvanu, Al, Mikra, Megillah, commanded us concerning reading the Megillah. Who had made miracles for our ancestors in those days at this time? Does it say by you, Bisman or Ubisman? What does it say in your Rambam? Bisman. Bisman, okay, here it says Ubisman. Fine. Of course, the Baruch we make thanking Hashem for mitzvah, we do a seasonal mitzvah, an occasional mitzvah. During my daytime, you do not say Shechianu, because since you've been said at nighttime, you don't say it during the daytime. That's how the Alter Rebbe also says in the Siddur, that Tzemach Tzedek says that you do say Shekhinah by day because since the Ikr Chiv is daytime, therefore we say Shekhinah by daytime. That's Takhinah in Chabad, I believe. But we say it by daytime as well. That's, that's the minute. That's the, based on Tzemach Tzedek. And uh, in the group... We say it by nighttime because that is the first time the mitzvah is done. We say it by daytime because that's the Ikr Chiv. It could be that Ramam agrees that the Iker Chiv is daytime, but since you said it by nighttime, you don't say it by daytime. Just like an Iker Chiv of Sukkah sitting in the Sukkah, make a Shechiyan when you build the Sukkah, you don't say Shechiyan when you sit in the Sukkah. So, so it could be that Ramam agrees that Iker Chiv is a daytime. Akapanam, according to the Ramam, you don't say it by, uh, by, by day. And so we, Lepoyo, do say it by day. Yeah? Um, yes. So. Uh, it says in the Siddur, but the minig is actually, we do say, this is after in the Siddur, but the, the pair of the minig of Chavada, I think, based on some Chavada, is that we do say it by day. Okay. Um, good. 
Where are we over here? In the place where the minig is, make the bracha afterwards. Make the following bracha if it's local minig. The God who fights our wars, who judges our judgments, vengeance our our vengeance, pays back, extracts repayment. Punishment for our enemies, those who oppress us. Pays appropriately to those who would, uh, you know, uh, our enemies. What's Hakel or Nifra? Hakel The Hashem who, uh, who extracts a punishment on behalf of His people, Yisrael. The Hashem who apply, who gives us salvation. Okay, that's the minig. Uh, the, according to the, the Ashkenazi minig, it's only done if there's a minion. That was always Chabad Minig, as far as I remember. But when the Shimbis came out, the Rebbe writes, to, do we say it even if there's no minion? And so some of the do it this way, some of the do it that way. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi. I remember I was with, I, when I was younger, I've been with other, when I was with older Bachram, I remember some did, some did say it, some did not say it. So. Now, what is the appropriate time to read the Megillah? There's a lot of different time opportunities that is established for it. Shemar says, Bizman the Pasuk says to read it in their proper times. So you have various times. This is the times in Megillah. Any district, any any province or city that was surrounded by a wall from the days of Yeshua ben Nun, and we'll see that the place can say that means that it had a wall during his lifetime or during his his era, whenever that was. Even if today does not have a wall. Whether it's in or not, oh, okay. Even though there's no wall currently, you read the Megillah on the fifteenth of Adar. That's called a krach, which is like a term for a large city. Any city that did not, or any area did not have any, basically anywhere else on earth where you find yourself that did not have a wall from the days of Yeshua ben Nun, even though now it does have a wall. Like certain places in, uh, in Europe. You'd read the Megillah on the 14th of Adar. That's called an ear. So you have a krach, which is a walled city, or a city that was walled then. Then you have a regular city, which is not walled then. There, there could be a place in, in the world where if you went to that place, you could read the Megillah on the 15th. Usually I am. Besides that, yeah, absolutely. In theory, yeah, there are so it's only you know, Mission Brewer writes and all the places in Europe, the walled cities in Europe, the different you know, the ghettos the, 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 that that was in days of Yeshua, there were no walls there yet. Right. But there are places in the Middle East, the Far East, that theory could have had. Yeah, yeah. China, yeah. the wall of China. No. I don't know if it was around back then. No, it's, more, it's more recent. But I know surrounding. Yeah, but yeah, through you could be doing some archaeological research and find out where was their wall. And the it could be in Takachu, yeah. And it's all beside Yushalayim. There's other places. I think the Rebbe Dafke was the one who pushed Shaya Shavko and then in his city, wherever he was a Rav, that that should be a place where they would read the Megillah there. So, so the Lubavitchers read the Megillah on the 15th and with the Bracha and Shaya Shavko would come to hear the Megillah. I think he says in the interview, I'm pretty sure. Um, who, Mendel Kaplan from, from uh, Toronto. Oh, oh. I think his, sh- uh, who was who he? Grossman's. Uh, right, no, so somebody else was saying how his shver would dafka go to, to hear the Megillah, to, to, it was a shleach in that city, and he would, and he would come to hear Megillah by him. Okay, uh, fine. Hey, now the Ramah should have said halacha hey before halacha dalad, because the Ramah says in halacha hey, Shushan Abir, the capital city of Shushan, Although it did not have a wall in the days of Yeshua ben Nun, presumably, that you read on the 15th of Adar. That was where the nest was, on the 15th they rested. It says, they rest on the 15th. Now, we, we should know that. And then we know that, 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 that for reasons we're going to say now, 
that even even that that this din of reading the Megillah on the fifteenth, which even though applies to Shushan essentially only, was applied to the other cities that have a wall. For special reasons, we'll say now. Why did they make this matter of a wall, a city having a wall, depend on the days of Yeshua ben Nun? In other words, why read the Megillah on the 15th of Shushan? I know, because that's where the nays happened on the 15th. That's when they finished the war. But why do you read the Megillah on the 15th and the Yerushalayim? What's the connection? To give honor to Yisrael. At time, Yisrael was in shambles. It was between the two, based on Megdushes, and it was in a, in a state of ruin. That the people in Yisrael, in their, in their important cities, should have the same status as the capital city, now the New York City of its time, of Shushan. As if they're cities surrounded by walls, they are currently uh, um, uh, in ruins. Since they did have a wall in terms of Yeshua, they read in the 15th, in this miracle. So in other words, Yeshushan Abira, the Gaishan capital, is, we have a, has a special din. So Eretz Yisrael at that time, which is in the state of uh, fallen disgrace, should be, those important cities should have the same status as the Gaishan capital. So this way you're not embarrassing Eretz Yisrael, it should be a nest, as a current Eretz Yisrael. Why it applies to walled cities outside of Eretz Yisrael, I'm not sure. Ah, because even the walled cities outside of Eretz Yisrael, you are, you are judging them as important cities because Bizman Yeshua ben Nun, they had a wall. That's what makes it important. So that gives you this, when Eretz Yisrael was in its initial stages of being conquered, so every city that had a wall becomes important. Okay, so that's the Chayr of the Peshat. All right. Vav. So that, that is the first two basic times. Tes Vav Adar, working backwards from latest to most earliest. Tes Vav Adar in Shushan and any city that had a wall in days of Yeshua ben Nun, Yud Dalid anywhere else. Now, Farm, the people in the small villages. So you have a Krach, which is a big city. You have a Ir, which is a smaller city. That did, well, I mean, uh, that didn't have a wall in days of Yeshua. And now you have Kfarim, which are small villages. So the people in the villages, they only gather in the shuls on Monday and Thursday. So they should read earlier than Tesvav or Yudalit. They should read it on the days when they collect to come together into the shuls. Monday and Thursday was the day the people in these uh, villages would gather together in the local shul, or they would come to the big city perhaps um, to, to, to go to the shul over there. So that's, that's on those days when they would come, Monday and Thursday, that's when they would read the Megillah. Even if Monday and Thursday is not Purim. Ketat, for example. If the 14th of Adar fell out on Monday and Thursday, you read the Megillah on that day, which is your Dalit. If, if Purim that year is not Monday or Thursday, then you read the Megillah on Monday or Thursday, which is before Purim. If the 14th of Adar is on Sunday, so then what's the day before Sunday you can read the Megillah? On Thursday. That's Yudalif, right? Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday. Yudalif, Yudbez, you give me Yudalit. So you'll read the Megillah on Yudalif other if Purim is on Sunday. And you're someone who from these, uh, these small cities. If Purim falls on a Tuesday, you read it on Monday, which is which is the day before Purim, which is Yudgimel. Chalias Berevi, if Purim falls on a Wednesday, Kareem Bashani, read it on Monday, Shuyem Shem also, which is Yudbeza Adar. Chalelo, Makdim, Kareem, Kareem Abbasa, all these cases, you read the Megillah before Yudalid, Ain Kareem Aisim Pachas Mehasa, they have to have a minion. 
if there's no, it, 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 you're supposed to read the Megillah with a minion if possible. But if, there's no, if, if you're reading it before your Dalit, it has to be done with a minion. So if Purim is on Monday and Thursday, read on your Dalit. If Purim is Tuesday or Friday, read it on your, read it on your Gimel. If Purim is Wednesday or Shabbos, read it on your Beis. If Purim is on Sunday, you'll read it on the previous Thursday, which is your Aleph. Okay. Ches. What if you have a small city that they don't, they don't collect, they don't come together for, for Monday and Thursday to read the, to read the, to read the Torah and Shul? Or like other Mepharshim say, because the, the Bezdin wouldn't sit Monday and Thursday in those cities for whatever reason. But that wasn't market day. So, if they have to gather together, especially for the Megillah, on, uh, then uh, gather together on your dollar. Why should you get? Why should you do it on a different day? So therefore, the only reason, the only reason on your dollar, dafka, whether it's Monday and Thursday or it's a different day. Any city does not have ten people who are always in the shul. Just to, that, that's their life. The life is the shul, right? Like Kaplinsky, you have ten people. That's their, that's their, that's their, uh, their, their home base at all times. In that case, it's considered like to be a smaller city. And in that case, they read, they could, they could read the Megillah um, in the days before, before Purim. So because it doesn't have 10 people with that status, it's considered a smaller city. Um, sorry, it's considered to be, what's the word over here? Because it doesn't have 10 people in the shul at all times. So therefore... It becomes like a kfar that when you come in, Shane and the Hamishi, I had the same thing. A kfar is, talks about Shane and the Hamishi. So, right. so, so, they're machnissen, the Shane and the Hamishi, a kfar. So this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a kfar that doesn't have a sarbat lonim. Right. So they, they deal with it like. So, Masha'enki, if they have a sarbat lonim, so then, then, then what do we they, say? They read on, on the 14th. Zmana. But that's very strange, because if it has a sarbat lonim, it's a bigger city, not a smaller city. No? Uh, it doesn't talk about the, uh, be, uh, being a big city because it has a sort of a Well, if they have 10 people, they have a minion. They don't need to wait till you have a He says over here, I think, he says, people with, with, uh, with these responsibilities in the Tzibur, make gathering a minion together in the Megillah is, is difficult. So therefore, the Kula is, they have the Kula, and the Megillah is read on a day where you could find people in the shul. If you have that, oh, because it talks about, about, about London, that you have, you have, you have any time there are people come to shul, any time anyone comes to shul, they, they can get up and do Hechikadusha uh, for them, basically. It's called Peres Shema. So if you have a Sarabat Lonim, it's not hard to gather a minion together for Kriyasa Megillah. Whenever Purim falls, we have a Sarabat Lonim. If you don't have a Sarabat Lonim, so then on Monday or Thursday, it's easy to gather people together. That's when, that's when people come to shul, that's when there's market day, maybe. So that's, what, that's, that's why, right. if they don't, okay, so. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, fine. So that's why you're, you're making. What are Sarabat what, what Lonim? Ten people who bash it, like the shul is their life. That's, they, they, it's their job is like the Gabai and the Shamish and the people that, that's, they're always in shul, they're always there. The Ram explains in his Pirsha Mishnayis that ten people who are they're, 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 they, um, they don't have a job. Their obligation is to learning Torah. Yes, uh, like a unemployed guy. Exactly, but, but, but they're, they're, one, one of them, uh, wants to say Exactly, they're, they're always in shul. They're always involved in, 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 in taking care of the shul. Like, so whenever you come to the shul, you know there's ten people there, right? Okay. Now, the Enshem Asarim Adam. If you don't have a halal ten people in the city, so for sure it's hard to get them in together. So takinase, kakalase, this which makes it even more difficult, the takano, which would be nice to them, is the kilka, which makes it not practical bachlal for them. They're not gonna have a anyways. So therefore, so therefore they have to read Dafka on your dalit, they cannot read earlier. Because again, the whole vart is 
being able to have they should do it with a minion if it's not Monday and Thursday, but in this case they're not going if it's not if it's not the dollar, excuse me, they should be able to do it with a minion. And but in this case, it's not gonna help them anyways, because there's no ten people bachal in the city. Okay. Tess. When do we say this whole concept of reading the Megillah before you Dalit and all these different situations? When the Yidin have their own kingdom, own government. Nowadays, the Ram is writing this. You read the Megillah only on your Dalit. Which is the 14th day of Adar. Or the 15th, if of course you're in Shushan, or if um, uh, uh, a place where... Um, uh, with the wall, with those, there was a wall from Yeshua in those days. I wonder if the Jews today in Iran know where this is. I mean, I know there's a book that they put out that shows the archaeology of, of Achashverosh's palace and all that, and it's exactly how the Megillah says with the this chamber and the antechamber, and they always sell a perm every year in the Jacob stores. You know, it's a, it's a purple book, perm in the Persian Empire. It's like an archaeology book. So I'm wondering if people. It's like it's a very. It sounds like one of the things people they would do nowadays to go to, to go there and you know have a this perm and you know celebrate perm on as well. I'm just curious if they actually do that. But in Iran, the Yidin are not so, you know, free. They have to maybe be more careful. All right. The people in the large cities. I'm sorry, in the, in the cities that did not have walls. Sorry, the people in the villages in the regular cities, carrying about our bus, they read on your Dalit. And the people in the large cities, the city which had walls, in the Yeshua those days, they read on Tezvav. So why is it Toloi in Yidin having Malchus? So there's two reasons. One reason is because since nowadays the Yidin don't have their own Malchus and people will calculate from when they read the Megillah 30 days to Pesach. And since you don't have their Malchus, it's not so easy to send messengers all over the world. So if a guy, if you do the Megillah on Yud Aleph, he's going to calculate 30 days and celebrate Pesach on Yud Aleph Nisan, which is not the right day, obviously. <coughs> so therefore, we're worried, we're worried, worried people are going to have Pesach on the wrong day. The other reason is because... Um, since he, there's no unified malchus, so if you can read on any day you want, so different groups are going to do it whenever they want. You're going to have different, unless it's good to do. Everyone doing perm on their day, it's going to create, create division among you. Yud. Ben, ir, shalach, krach. So halacha is basically going to say like this. If you live in, a, in the one type of city where it usually reads in your Dalit, and you go to a city for perm where they read on and you find yourself perm in a city where they read on Tazvav, or vice versa. If it was a planned visit, you read like the local city. If you got stuck there, you read like you do when you when you where you when you're planning on being when you're at home. Okay, in the Ram's words, Ben A person from an unwalled city who went to a walled city. Ben a person from a walled city went to an unwalled city. If his intention was to turn back to return to his original city in time for the reading of Megillah, but he was delayed, he didn't go back. He reads like his original place, not like the locals. If he did, was not intending on going back until after time of the reading of the Megillah, so he was where he was where he is currently with intention, right? So he went from Tel Aviv to Tzvah, Tel Aviv to Yishlayim with the intention of being there on Tesvav, then he reads locally. He reads like the locals, and vice versa. Person Yishlayim was in Tel Aviv, was planning on being there for, planning on being there for Purim, he reads in Yudalit. If he was not planning on being there, he reads in Tesvav. A, a, a uh, walled city. Everything near the walled city, which means it's within 2,000 Amis. It's seen with it, meaning you could see, uh, if you're looking from a... Uh, so, Kafka uh, explains that. It means you're looking from a far away, not that you see the walls, not that, not that you see the city from the house and vice versa. You, if you're looking from far away, you can see both at the same time. That's Pshat. So that's, that's, that's how close they are. That's the way the landscape is and the, and the proximity. You can see the edge of the city and the houses that are within 2,000 Amas in one 
one visualization, one peripheral vision. And the reason why I'm saying like that is because he gives a whole reason over here why the, the other way, which is the other way of learning Pshat of near Imai, is you can see the walls from this, you see this, you see the city from the, from the, the houses on the outskirts from the city, and you can see the city from the houses on the outskirts. That makes it more complication. So that's why I'm saying the way I'm saying it over here. If there's less than two thousand amas from one to the other, then those cities, are, those houses are considered like part of the large city. They read on the fifteenth of We have a city with a wall. We don't know when this wall built. Was it built in Yeshua Ben Nun's times or later? They read on both days. Which is Yudal and Tezvav, and the nights of both. So you read Megillah four times. However, you only make the bracha on Yudalit. Since it's when most people read, you make the bracha then. Because even if it's a city that had a wall in times of Yeshua, you still yates if you read the Megillah on Yudalit. Therefore, it's still on the bracha, being the bracha of Atala. Yud base. What if you read the Megillah on the first Adar? And afterwards, Bezdin made an Ibrayar. Ideally, Bezdin, in the beginning of the year, on Rosh Hashanah, already declared this year is going to be an Ibrayar. But in theory, they could do it last minute as long as it was not. As it was not still other, exactly. Ideally, if it's Chaf Tess, they should declare it before Shkia because tonight could, in theory, be Aleph Nissen. But, but even with the Ev, they could do it even on, on, on Lamed Adar. They could do that. Right, so therefore you read the Megillah because you're assuming that this is going to be the real Adar. You know, if you knew it's going to be Ibriyar, they read it on the, on the second Adar only. But if you read it, then I'm going to tell us that. was the whole story with Cheskia. No? Right, that was, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was the beginning of Pesach Sheni. But yeah, it was the same thing. They, they did, they were, they were Ma'at, that's true. That's the same thing. They, were, they made it. Oh, in Ruach Nechemana? Correct. They, he, he declared, his Bezin and him declared a Ibriyar on Lamed Adar, which theoretically could become Aleph Nisan. That's why they weren't happy with it. So, um, so, so they did. They were not expecting the Ibriyar, Therefore, they read the Megillah on the first Adar, and then afterwards, Beisdin declared Ibriyar. They read it again on the second Adar in its proper time. There's another example where you read the Megillah four times in one year in Perm, perm Mission and Perm Sheni. I don't say Perm Cotton because it's not Perm Cotton. In that Kechetim, so you're going to read the Megillah nine, night and day, night and day. Yeah, so Yud Gimel. You did not read the Megillah on Shabbos. Maybe you're going to carry it in your hand. You're going to bring it to somebody who knows how to read it for you. And you're going to carry it for Abbas in the famous concept. You had to begin a Shafir as well. So everyone has an obligation to read the Megillah. And everyone knows how to read it. And therefore, you come to carry it on Shabbos. Now, this is not as problematic as Shafir because the Megillah is the Rabbanon. So the same Chacham who said to read it. Could say not to read it on Shabbos, so it's it's not a, it's, so it's more it's easier to fathom than than, than it is when it comes to Shafer or 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 Luf and Esik of the first day. But again, the same principle applies. That this explains that since Shabbos accomplishes whatever the Megillah accomplishes, that's why it's it's unnecessary. And therefore, when calls man of Shabbos, the time time to read the Megillah falls on Shabbos. You read it before Shabbos. So so that's an example where. You don't just totally not read the Megillah. So here you would read it on your Gimel everywhere in the world. Um, However, on that day, you read about, you, you talk about the Halachas of Hilchas Purim. Everyone should remember that it's Purim. And this way, um, to give cover to the day. 
I wonder if, also, if this also emphasizes that people should remember that you count 30 days from Shabbos to Pesach, not, not from Friday. Okay. Yudal. Keita, for example. Yerim Abba also the Cholis B'Shabbos. If Yudal falls out on Shabbos, there is Kvaktim B'Kerim Erev Shabbos. Okay, so here explains more. The people in the cities who anyways read Yudalid, read it on Friday. Well, that's Yudalid. Ubrei Krachim, the people in the, in the walled cities, Kerim is Manam Erev Shabbos. They, I'm sorry. Yudalid on Shabbos. So the people in the, in the regular cities read it on Erev Shabbos, which is Yudgimel. But they, like for example, if this year Purim is on a Friday, no, so that's not the, the, so that's not a good example. Okay, so Purim on Shabbos, so the people in the regular cities read it on Friday, which is Gimel. But they crack and pray is Manam Bechav Shabbos. The people in the walled cities read it on Sunday, which is Tesvav. That's the proper time for them. Chol Yom Chamisha Asu B'Shabbos. If Tesvav is on Shabbos, like it is this year, so then Bnei Akrach and Makdim Makrein and Bechav Shabbos. The people in Yerushalayim, for example, this year read it on Friday, which is Erev Shabbos. You Dalid Shem Yud Abba Asar. Bnei Ayores. The people in regular cities like us read it on Friday, which is the proper day. If Purim falls out on Friday, like does this year, everybody, even Yushalayim and those walled cities, read it on Yudalid. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Very good.